Welcome to Level Up with Sherelle and Danny. We're here to help you take your health, fitness, and mindset to the next level. It's time to level up. Hello, and welcome to episode 11 of Level Up with Sherelle and Danny. Today, we are talking about perspective. Mm. Now, there's been a lot of tragedy and world-stopping news that's been happening in the media. Um, Obviously, the bushfires, the death of Kobe Bryant yesterday, just things that make everyone go, holy shit. Mm, Yeah, and I think being on social media as well, these things come up and you see everyone share it and Mm. you sort of, your heart bleeds a little bit seeing photos, especially of Kobe and his daughter and like the quotes and the memes and everything that go with it. And it really does pull on the strings because it's not these tragedies that are just on the news anymore. It's like right in front of your face. And I remember like even with the bushfires being like, how can I post about fitness when, when oh, like the animals, mm, you know? Mm. And it's it, it it's good because it's awareness and everything. But I think, like we said, perspective, it's everything. Yeah, because it really sort of, you see the world differently almost. You get a shock and you're like, holy shit, what actually matters? What am I stressing about that I shouldn't be stressing about? Because in the scheme of things, there are real things that go on in the world to this level. Like every second, not everything's put on the news, but every second things like this are happening. And mm. unfortunately, that's what happens in life. Yeah. And perspective is something that growing up or being, when, when I was a bit younger, you didn't really think too much about it. You heard the phrase, but you didn't really realize that perspective is choosing to take positivity, gratitude, hope and happiness from trauma, traumatic situations mm. and do something good with it. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, deal with your emotions as they come up and, and all of that. But there's always something that you must take away from something like this because we're in control of our although we can't control the situation what happened we can control how we respond so we're just going to elaborate a little bit of that and talk about resilience and like we're pretty upbeat happy-go-lucky people but even before recording this just thinking about this stuff Cheryl she could sense my energy was down and it's like well yeah we're real humans and we feel this shit Mm. too but you just got to keep going unfortunately and that's how it goes yeah and so this is a bit of a different one for us, I guess. We're yeah. normally really upbeat and all about education, which we, we definitely are. And that's the sort of people that we are and the podcast that we want to put out. But this one's just all about perspective and our personal views on what we've been through as well and mm. what's given us perspective over the last few years. Because I know there's been quite a few things uh, go on in both of our lives. Definitely. And it's those tough situations that really band people together and you know strengthen your resilience and then you overcome things and that's what really makes a stronger version of you and makes things more memorable um in your journey as well yeah for example like with the death of loved ones i remember reading um something and it spoke about with humans our toughest years are usually our most rewarding ones so when we go Mm. through a lot of grief and a lot of challenge we come out the other end and we sort of got that survival hat on and we got through it because of challenge and both Danny and I were speaking about this was it last week I think it was when we were talking about um, our first um, competition prep with the WBFF yeah Um, personally like I lost my nan unexpectedly and I lost a friend to suicide very unexpectedly and that absolutely shook me through a prep Mm. so it really gave me so much perspective 
on what what was important to me but then at the same time like a bit of internal struggle with competing and fitness and what I was doing and my life and that was just something that shook me and my perspective on things. So what when you sort of found out this news, um, yeah, maybe let's elaborate a little bit, like how far into your prep or... I think I was probably maybe eight weeks out. Yeah. Eight weeks out when all this happened. Um, Were you new to competing or... It was the first WBFF show. Oh. Yeah. So I wasn't new sure. to competing, but I'd started vlogging on YouTube oh. and I stopped after that because I just couldn't find it in myself to keep vlogging I just I don't know I just you know I just had perspective and I was like I don't want to vlog anymore and so I stopped I stopped using YouTube for that reason Uh, and it sounds a bit bad when you think about it like that but it did give me a lot of perspective and I guess once I got over all of that and went to all the funerals and you know Mm. and sort of still pushed through and I still competed and like I said through that it was such a rewarding experience Mm. to compete and get through it all despite what I had personally been through yeah have you experienced anything like that yeah so when I was uh just over a week out from my first ever competition I lost my cousin now the whole sort of last eight weeks of that prep was me visiting him in hospital and all the family, so you'd imagine, yeah, the heightened levels of stress and you're not even thinking straight. And, uh, yeah, he ended up passing away with just over a week to go. And, of course, I went through the motions of, well, who am I to be working on my health and be happy on stage and put this on when this shit's just happened? Um, But then... I spoke to his aunt, my his mum, sorry, my auntie, uh, and she's like, look, he would have wanted you to do it, mm. just keep going. And that turning point, that's why I've got my tattoo on my side, so strength, courage, family, forever, it's for him. And it's always been that reminder of just, like, life's fucking short. Mm. It is so short. Mm. And really just take chances and opportunities and just live the life that you want to live because yeah you don't know what's coming no and I you never think about yourself dying do you like you sort of you'd never think you think you have this picture that you're going to grow old with like grandchildren and and, you know sometimes unfortunately we're not immortal and we saw that um, I know this will come out the following week but just the other day Kobe Bryant with his daughter and the thought of like leaving behind other children with a wife and at you know the age of like 40 mm. it's just crazy to think of that because you like I said you think of yourself as and I think of myself as an old nan with children and yeah. yeah like you don't think about it it gives you a lot of perspective and it is the harsh reality of it so yeah always think well what can I do to live a fulfilling life what's actually important it's it is unfortunate that we do need to like these shock reminders happen and then we change our mindset for a a little bit but then we go back to normal we start complaining about the rain again and all that bullshit (laughs) it's like come like perspective perspective and little reminders like hang on a minute like i'm freaking alive man today like just live it just live it absolutely and the same as um both danny and i've done a lot of travel Mm-hmm. We? And I think that gives you so much perspective oh, to yeah. see the world. Like I've been to quite a few third world countries and seeing what we take for granted yeah. and what other people like 
what other people it's it's like makes their day yeah like and we're like oh really mm. you know just different opinions and different perspectives going over to like thailand and asia countries yeah. and stuff like that and seeing their their way of living their culture it's a really big eye opener yeah it's beautiful and they're so happy a lot of them like most of them they're just smiling they got their fruit or whatever they're just doing for the day and their job <laughs> their and fruit. their family yeah. and it really uh there's no material things no and i'm sure they'll be happy maybe if they had them but they're happy without them so that's be. massive but yeah they might not be happy mm. with them um i've spoken to a lot of people who've been quite well off and amazing cars and all that because on my vision board i used to have all these sick like lamborghinis this and that very mm. superficial before i started exploring myself and now i'm lucky enough to actually talk to very successful people who have traded those things in mm, yeah. someone even told me i've got rid of my lambo too many people stared at me i was like shit wow. interesting well i think they they speak about the people who have i think i don't know what the figures are but to say over eighty thousand a year they're no happier than the people that have like two hundred thousand. Oh. so like the actual there's like a big discrepancy in like what you earn and how happy you are mm. and just because you earn more doesn't mean that you're going to be happier as a result yeah so it is the perspective with money because you know they always say money can't buy happiness and you mm. see that when you go over to the streets of thailand and you see people like playing with this you know a toy like a child like this yep. little toy and kids over here and they've got iphones and ipads and they're still not happy yeah it just yeah it blows my mind but oh just on that will smith uploaded this cute freaking video around christmas time and it was a kid in america and his mum gave him a christmas present it was wrapped he opened it and it was a banana <laughs> you got a banana and he was like look a banana mum can you open it like he was so freaking excited yeah. and it's like whoa yeah that's what that, I, mean. I didn't know how to feel i'm like that is beautiful mm. like yeah just goes to show um that you can trick a kid into being excited over fruit no i'm kidding um, <laughs> give them a banana yeah. they'll never just know. act really happy about it <laughs> but i think that's important to know because you almost feel that sense of guilt for being like oh, we have all this stuff and look at that. Like, yeah. it's so beautiful. But like, I know with both of us, when we're speaking about our work and how that gives us perspective. Absolutely. Um, what do you see like with injury and pain? Yeah. People that have been in pain for years or half the time they can't even walk properly or get up from lying down. They can't lie in certain positions. Otherwise, they stand up and their legs don't work properly, like full on. And you're like, holy shit. Yeah. I'm and so that lucky. must be challenging to like <laughs> go into the gym and worry about hitting your numbers and all yeah. that sort of stuff. There's yeah. that, yeah, you kind of, like, you feel guilty, but then it's like, would we stop performing at our best just because we feel bad? And mm. you can be empathetic for someone, definitely, and give them the time to voice how they're feeling and do your best effort to help them through. Uh, but, yeah, there's that sort of, I go back and forth as well, I notice. Mm. Yeah. And, I, yeah, like, I definitely do as well. And the same year um, when I lost those two people very close to me, I started my grad year as a midwife mm. and that was a huge curveball because nursing and midwifery is very different. Like with you're dealing with pregnant women and miscarriages and newborns and stillbirths and like really traumatic stuff. 
See, this is the stuff that no one really talks about, hey? Mm. Yeah, yeah, well, no one becomes a midwife to deal with that yeah, stuff. Yeah, it's all part it's of it. it's reality. Mm. And, like, I found that really internally um, taxing on me to be, like, just walking out of the hospital, you know, just assisting a woman with a stillborn and mm. then worrying about the most trivial things like meal number four. I just couldn't, yeah. could not comprehend that. Mm. Um but How do you go about dealing with something like that? I always wonder people who see trauma like firefighters or anyone, how do you guys? I don't know. Like I think I think you do get better at it, which is not the right approach. Um, you do learn how to deal with it in your own way. Some people don't. And a mm. lot of, you know, midwives, a lot of midwives leave the profession like after three. Yeah. I think our burnout's like three years. Okay. Um but you do have to be really diligent with your self-care and I guess being okay with like in those situations, I actually enjoy being there for a woman in that situation. Yeah. I am quite strong when it comes to that and mm. I know, so I sometimes put my hand up to do it if I'm feeling okay. You know, yeah. they often ask, does anyone want, you know, feel uh, okay to do that? So you still do have that option. Yeah. But I think you just got to be diligent with your self-care and reflect and yeah, yeah just be really self-aware as well. Yeah. And it obviously has a lot to do with what you've been through, you know, the experiences that shaped you. Yeah. And, you know, perhaps if I was a mother myself, I'd feel very different. Yeah. I'm not sure. Um, yeah, because my mum works in aged care as well and people pass away in aged care as they do anywhere yeah. and I go, how do you deal with it? Yeah. Sometimes she cries about it, yeah. you know, you debrief with your yeah. uh, colleagues but she goes, look, at least I was there and I could make them the most comfortable and I did my best. Mm. Yeah. yeah, and that's the that's what I always tell people. Like, it's okay to cry with the mm. women. Like, mm. you know, you're not gonna wail and carry on, or anything, but it's okay to show emotion. And yeah. I think it's that perception that we can't show emotion. We have to be this, you know, poker face and be the strong one. And that's not the case. I think sharing emotion and crying with people is beautiful. It helps them grieve. It helps you grieve. You've got to grieve as well. It's a process. Like. You know, it's culture, it's connection, yeah. it's human connection. Yeah, um, and that's a big part of any job that's in, you know, the healthcare industry. Absolutely. And or just in everyday life yeah. too because I went through that last year actually. Now that you've reminded me, um, suppressing emotions because I went through this big thing of reading all these like um, the power of now and all this mind development stuff that I'm like, oh, I'm not going to get angry about anything or I'm not going to get pissed off because insert whatever strategy they taught me. And then to the point where it was just too much of like always trying to be the strong one and like be the tough gym goer, competitor, you know, doctor, all this stuff. Like I wore it, like it felt like a suit of armor ended up was weighing me down to the point where I felt like I always had to get it right and be like the best and then yeah really having to dig deep and um I was doing a a FaceTime with Katarina my friend and Shari and who are like coaches as well Shari does makeup but that's why I'll call her a coach too Katarina's <laughs> a coach She's my life coach and I go, guys, like I just can't, I haven't been showing emotion and eventually just after talking, you know, I was there crying and it felt fucking good. Oh, you like, can't let it out. Yeah. And I'm like, God, like I can't cry. They're like, don't force. And then Kat just asked me a few questions as she does best and sure <laughs> enough. Yeah. So it's nice to just be able to just feel human as Unpack. well. Unpack. Yeah. And I was the same, like I was pretty cold, like 
as a teenager growing up, pretty cold, like pretty emotionless, I would say as well. Yeah. And I think once you learn a bit more about yourself and become vulnerable, I guess, allow yourself vulnerability. Yeah. Like allow yourself to become vulnerable. Like, you know, it wasn't really like with relationships and stuff like that. I've had a few nasty relationships in the past and like Mm. now I'm in a really good one. Mm. And it's amazing. Like when you're in good relationships and not just with a partner, but with family and friends and how you can let that guard down the same as working in a good worker place in comparison to a toxic one. And, having the courage to sort of say, you know, oh, that, that actually hurt my feelings. Like yeah. sharing that rather than being like, I'm not impacted by that at all. You yeah. Know? Having that, letting the guard down, it, it'll, people treat you so differently because it, it humanizes you. Yeah, you're relatable, you know. Otherwise, it'll just manifest in your body and it might come up 20, 30 years later, you know. And so it is important to be vulnerable, as you said, because emotion, it's – energy in motion literally mm. like and we just got to keep it moving you think back of babies they cry but then the next minute they're happy again mm. there's difference between we, like we can't be preoccupied with that emotion for six months mm. cry punch something not a person like punching bag pillow get it out and then just keep carrying on mm. And I could imagine, obviously, we don't have children or anything uh, at the moment that I know of, Dan. No, no, no babies. <laughs> but I could, I can only imagine how starting a family or having a family, how that would completely change your perspective, like completely oh, change yeah. your priorities. And, and I often think about that, like how, you know, we're in the years now where we can be a bit selfish and mm. everything sort of can sort of benefit us. Yeah. And it'll be interesting one day to sort of think, oh, okay, well, now I'm not just my own responsibility. Yeah, it's definitely. It's such an interesting concept to go through. Oh, yeah, I've seen it with my own brother. He was a tough dude riding motorbikes, this and that. Yeah. And now he's got kids, he's wearing little pink backpacks of his daughter. And yes. It's like everything just changes. Well, it's interesting. When um, my dad started flying, I remember um, as a pilot, I remember mum telling me like, oh, you know, I sort of didn't want to go up with him for a while. And I was like, why? And she's like, well, if he crashed and we both died, like who's going to, Oh, you know, and I was like, that would not even cross my mind. So I went out and got my pilot's license. Didn't even think about, I wouldn't even think about that. But I was like, yeah, wow. And I guess with the Kobe situation, freaking hell, you know, you don't think about two parents going down like yeah you, you, like i said perspective you wouldn't even think about that yeah but then it's kind of that fine line of do i not live life out of fear yes versus oh they go everywhere now yeah but no but <laughs> you can even like um we were talking about in europe so Cheryl was almost involved in and i was pretty much involved in the nice attacks and then after that, like, I'm okay now and you're okay. Are you okay? Yeah, I'm fine. You're fine. You weren't we there. I had it. a bit of PTSD yeah. and yeah. I was sort of in it. Um, but, but you were in it. Yeah. Like, what, so, like, what happened? Yeah, so basically, um, long story short, but at Bastille Day in Nice, there were the fireworks and all that celebration. We were in a big crowd and uh, it was the one where the truck sort of ran over a lot of people, 80 to 100 or something. I didn't see it. I was just a few metres away from it, but I ran, uh, hid in a bush for a while and then hid in a French lady's apartment for about 10 hours, mm. not knowing what the hell was going to go on. And I suppressed that for a long freaking time when I came back home because I thought, no, nah, I'm fine. I'm okay. 
But then someone would run really quickly and I'd be triggered or I'd be in a crowd and I'd have extreme anxiety. Even at mm. fest, like even at the one on the weekend, like, fuck, maybe, yeah. But um, where, what I'm getting at with this is just really talk to people about things, uh, professionals as well. Like tell your loved ones, that's fine. But if you need to, don't suppress your emotions no. and just deal with it. Yeah. Because it will just come up. Yeah. Yeah, mm. it will come up eventually. And PTSD, like, is something that or any sort of mental health concerns, like especially postnatal depression, anything like that, it's something mm. I was a bit ignorant to or naive to until I started, like, actually working with people with this like not working with it on this but being involved in the the holistic care and seeing people go through this sort of stuff yeah and I remember like when I was only um like my first year out as a nurse doing night duty on a urology ward and we had a guy from the army in there um and like screaming and stuff through the night and and I was just it was the first time I'd been exposed to something like that and Mm. I was like wow so yeah, it, it is really um, yeah. it's really important to reach out to professionals that do have the knowledge and the expertise in these areas to chat to. Yeah, absolutely. You're allowed to feel however you want to feel, and you know this podcast. We sort of just, as we said earlier, we're, we're winging this really just to talk mm. about and see what comes up. But uh, embrace your emotions. There are there is help, but um, also just remember we're not immortal. So live live a life that actually fulfills you. Mm. Don't live a life for anyone else. Mm. seriously do what makes you happy it doesn't have to be shiny cars and this and that and if it is great but explore really from within like why what's my purpose here like what what makes me happy so to speak exactly and I guess as well something like I used to do a lot was think about if I would get overwhelmed with something something would happen I'd get angry or frustrated or something like I'm gonna be late I would think about um, the five-year rule that Mm. I read in a book somewhere and it said that think about if it's going how it's going to impact you in five years and if it's not going to impact you then don't spend five minutes worrying about it and that sounds good in theory like you're like oh yeah cool but actually do it. So like if you're in a situation, think about it. It really does de-escalate it and allow you to sort of remove the emotion and go, it's not as big as what I think. Because yep. we do manifest problems to be this huge thing. And another thing that I do is think about worst case scenario. Okay, if I'm late for this appointment, what is the worst case scenario? Because mm. it's usually not as bad as what you've manifested it to be. Oh, yeah. Because you just go in this tangent of just stories. I'm going to be late. Then they're going to, I'm going to miss my appointment. Then I'm like, you, you just keep going. And isn't it funny that you're always worried about someone else? Like you're yeah. worried about what they will think of you or you're worried about what they're going to do yeah like, you're worried about what other people are, wor- are going to think not so much how it's going to impact you that's so true actually so, yeah. well no one likes someone that's like 24 7 we'll, we'll say know. that but reflected on a thing all right i'm 10 minutes late this time be apologetic or whatever it's not the worst thing in the world but then I'll also go back okay cool what could I have done differently to not be 10 minutes late? Oh, mm. I'll get off Instagram 10 minutes yeah. earlier. Yeah. You know? You know, but for example, when people message me and they say, oh, I'm going to be five minutes, 10 minutes late, I'm stuck in traffic. I always reply and be like, it's totally fine. Drive safe. Oh, Put yeah. your phone down. Because you know how it feels when you're stuck in traffic and you're, you're worrying <laughs> and you're stressed? You're actually not going to get to your destination quicker. No. You can't turn those lights green. No. So, 
just take a deep breath. You can either rock up late and stressed or you can just rock up late. So yeah. it's really important. Just don't rock up with a coffee, a fresh coffee. Oh, okay. <laughs> We've all done that. We've all, I've done that before. Have you? I've, no, because I made the coffee at home. Oh, yeah. But I rocked up to handover and it was like, you know, 10 past seven. And anyone who works in a hospital knows that if you rock up to handover late, it's a big no-no because oh. night duty can't go home until like... Oh, <laughs> so you'd be just so waiting for them to anything, rock up. If anything, you rock up five minutes earlier out of courtesy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. And I had a coffee in my hand, but anyways. Oh, but you made it at home. That's all right. That's right. Is and do you know what? <laughs> that was another thing um, that I wanted to say on Instagram. I read this post. It was about Kobe. Uh, and it said getting home safely is undervalued. And yeah. It's so true because we take getting home alive and healthy and well for granted. Yeah. That's so true. You know, because you think about it and you're like, it seems like such a basic human right. And it's not. Mm. But we don't think about it like, I've got to go home, then I'm going to do this, I'm going to clean the house and do the dishes. Yeah, you think about the future and what you've got to do rather than where you are right now. Like, look mm. up, don't, you know, look up. It's, it's so interesting and I think about it because I catch myself doing it, almost crossing a road looking at my phone or something yeah. like that. And you're like, oh, my God, like I need to be better. I need to be better. Yeah, I read this um, or heard this fact a few years ago that most accidents happen within five minutes from the home because people are like, oh, I'm pretty much home. I'll just switch off my spatial awareness and mm. human uh, survival qualities. And, yeah, most accidents happen. It's That's really crazy. interesting. Yeah, like parking or doing whatever, especially when you, you know, your park you got that reverse parallel hand down yeah like you know exactly what court turns to do yep. it's always when you're being extra careful that like you're never going <laughs> to get so in a bingo isn't it but when you know that park and how to get in there and turn the wheel and everything you just sort of fly in there don't you yeah 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 but then if we're fixated on like oh my god i'm going to screw up this park or the thing happens that we focus on i guess it's the same in the gym when you come become complacent with an exercise yeah oh yeah you know you get injured and stuff it's always doing something stupid isn't it like it's it's always just moving a small amount of weight it's not when you've got 100 kilos on the bar and you're being so cautious yeah it's when you're doing something you've always done and then you niggle yourself and you're like oh, i should have been better yeah should have done just focus yeah. clear thoughts definitely so yeah. the five-year rule and also surrounding yourself with the right kind of people so if you're a driven person who always wants to you know get shit done surround yourself with people like that if you're a chiller surround yourself with people that will calm you down mm. like it's real environment is everything uh, and make sure they're people that can be empathetic sympathetic with you and actually give you space because often when we're talking to people we're just listening to respond mm. that's why people can't remember people's names mm. and sometimes i'm guilty of this say, bloody too that's me that's so me. we respond see sherelle just did it then no i'm kidding <laughs> i'm so bad I need no, i'm better. kidding come on sherelle have some perspective because often we go to shake someone's hand hey i'm danny and they're like hey i'm so and so but I'm not listening because I'm thinking, don't be a dickhead, don't stuff up. Like, you think about what you're doing, that you miss their name. Do you know what? We do that on the podcast. We've had a few episodes where we've tried to record and sort of we think about things too much. Yeah. And what works best is when we're sitting here 
having a coffee with our drink bottle, pillow in between my legs like I always do. Yeah, I copied this the first time I got a pillow. It is comfy, I like it. (laughs) But it's so true. It's like when you're a bit spontaneous and you're just in your own organic environment that you thrive the best. So it's the same as, you know, surrounding yourself with the people that replicate the environment that you want and the person that you are. Yeah, definitely. But in saying that, still continue to challenge yourself. So I always say that uh, discomfort, use it as your compass Mm. because that means something's important to you and something life-changing is going to happen, you know, use that. I remember when um, Danny and I caught up a little while ago and we, we had, a, I think we had like two coffees over like four hours, I swear. Remember when we caught up and had this big conversation and I convinced you to compete? Oh, that's right. Yeah. I was talking to well, Danny. in a sense, yes, it was you convincing me, but you didn't go in saying, I'm going to get No, Jan-. no, no. Like no, you no. led me, I'd rather say you led me to the realisation. Yes. Sorry. Yes. Yeah. No, I just had. so, um, yeah. yeah, no, didn't, it was sick. Not convinced. Made you realise. I convinced myself. You helped me convince myself. Mm. Yeah, it was good. Um, but something like I wanted to, I was talking to Danny about starting a coaching business and I remember telling Danny I'm just so nervous that I won't be good at it I was just Mm. worried I was like what if I can't provide value and Danny's like the fact that you're nervous and uncomfortable is good because it means that you care and Mm. I was like yeah it does Mm. that's so cool because it's so true like when we're when we're scared of something it's because we care of the result we care about it yep means something more to us yep Definitely, definitely. So always use that as your compass. And cool, feel the discomfort, but then also analyze, all right, well, what can I do about it? I'll study more nutrition and programming or Mm, learn mm. how to be a coach or whatever. Like you can always add little, take action as well Mm. uh, in a way that will allow you to feel more comfortable with the situation. But yeah, no, your instinct always knows. Yeah, your gut feeling. And I guess also realize that the perfect time does not exist. Yeah. So you're never going to feel 100% confident to do anything really Mm, mm. or anything that you care about or anything new. It's always, it should feel a bit challenging. If it doesn't, then maybe you should be questioning about what that is. Yeah, definitely. And we've uh, spoken about instances in life where there's never been a perfect time to prep or to, you know, people are always like, I'll start when X, Y, Z. Well, no, you just start now and work through the motions of life. Yeah, exactly. And it's, cool to use you know like new years and mondays and start of the month start of the week all those sort of things to motivate you to get started but i think always knowing that perfect yeah doesn't exist Mm. and you're always going to encounter conflict but it's just about dealing with it managing it appropriately definitely and accepting it like Mm. you know you're gonna be late for something that Mm. happens human Mm. nature shit happens yeah yeah and then if you need to prevent it from happening over and over again if you can cool if you can't move Mm. on Mm. uh it's definitely important so rather than dwelling in our emotions feel those emotions do whatever you need to and then just keep going sit in discomfort that's it it. and also remember that you are in control of your response to situations yeah you may not be able to uh, control what's going on around you but how you respond Mm. is in your control perspective isn't what happens to you but yeah it's what you make of it so how you view your life and how you respond to specific situations how you treat yourself and others you're in control so don't ever forget that it's not the money or it's not the situation it's how you respond that's right so 
I suppose, yeah, we didn't really know what was going to come from today's episode, but it's okay to feel emotions. You don't have to be happy all the time. You know, that's, that's part of it. Uh, but it's how you deal with it and getting help is totally fine. Talk to as many people that you feel you need to in order to move on from a situation. Um, and just remember that life is freaking short. Life is really short. Mm. And just as Danny said, this is something a bit different for us, but I really liked it. So. I feel better. I was a bit ner- <laughs> not nervous about talking about it, but I knew that we were going to talk about stuff. And Sherelle's like, I can feel your energy. But of course, I actually feel freaking better now that we've spoken yeah, about it. Yeah. So thank you. Oh, you're welcome. <laughs> um, and thank you to all you guys for listening. So let us know if, you know, this is something that you're vibing or if you like these sort of informal chat. Screenshot it, share it on your story, tag myself, tag Danielle and tag the Level Up podcast. And if this has brought up any emotions in yourself and you need guidance on who you can talk to, just reach out and we'll lead you in the right direction. Absolutely. Thanks again, guys.